ിൽമുത്തീൻ ഫിസ്ഫാദിമന cherished which deen gives us great amount of encouragement to maintain to enhance and that is an environment of peace an environment of brotherhood an environment of hearts being united this peace is something very very greatly cherished when this peace prevails there is afiyat in dunya the day to day lives of people are so much more comfortable so much more enjoyable and this is something that then enables one to focus better on one's deen when the peace has been disturbed a person's dunya gets disturbed the relationships get disturbed a person his whole sometimes routine of his day gets completely disturbed and worse than that and more than that is that his deen gets disturbed his salah gets affected he is now sometimes in sajda also but that turmoil which came as a result of the peace getting disturbed has disturbed his sajda also he is making tilawat of the quran sharif but that too is something where his heart and mind is now completely embroiled in whatever the situation has become then when the peace gets disturbed very very few people maintain the limits insan is insan he can get upset things do happen sometimes but very often when something or the other happens and it can happen and there is no guarantee that something won't happen again things do happen but when things do happen very few people who manage to still maintain the limits and conduct themselves within the limits that allah taala has set 
within the guidelines that Nabi Sallallahu has given us. So now as a result of this, when a person can't maintain the limits, so what happens? So now many, many sins start getting taking, taking place. At that spot and on the spur of the moment something happened, now somebody doesn't manage to keep to the limits. So somebody might start using vulgar languages. Now that's already a big sin. Sibabul Muslimi Fusuk. The Beast says to swear at a Muslim, this is a severe sin. It's fisk. So now the person went beyond the limit. The peace got disturbed. And this is what now the end result became. That on the spot already, this is what's happening. Sometimes it leads to violence. Now that is something further. Nabi Islam says, وَقِتَالُهُ kufr." That to fight with a Muslim, this is an act of, that is akin to kufr. Not that this has removed a person out of iman, but this doesn't behove a Muslim at all. Now on that spot of, and the spur of the moment, at that time something happened, this is already so many things happening. Then subsequent to that, now there will be ghibad. Sometimes they might be beyond the ghibad, there will be bohtan also, there will be slander. And then what not goes on? As a result of this, now first the issue was between two people. It becomes the issue between two families. It becomes the issue between two communities. So this is the reason why there is so much of emphasis that this peace must be maintained. That when this peace is disturbed, very few people manage to stay within those limits and still conduct themselves correctly despite that disagreement. Disagreements have happened. Disagreements happened among the Sahaba also. They were insan as well. They also sometimes got upset. But Allah Ta'ala made it such that these incidents happened among the Sahaba to teach us. Allah Ta'ala used them as the means to give a lesson to the Ummah. Like they presented their lives. Use us as desired. We are ready for whatever it takes. And these incidents took place to give us that lesson. That how do we keep ourselves within limits? The agreements can happen. The one well-known incident which we just have discussed many times. Once some discussion was taking place, Sayyidina Abu Bakr said something, Umar said something, which was a different view. Abu Bakr said something in reply to that, he said, it seems like you just want to, now just oppose me, for the sake of opposing me, you said this. So he got upset and he said something in return. Now, when this discussion got a bit, little bit heated, little bit voices got raised, so Umar finally woke up and walked away. When he walked away, Abu Bakr is the senior now, Umar walked away. But he immediately realized that on this occasion, I somewhat overstepped the mark. It was just a minor thing that happened, but I overstepped the mark. So 
So he immediately woke up and went behind Hazrat Umar to ask him, please forgive me. But at that time the emotions were a bit high. Hazrat Umar just remained quiet and went away inside his house and locked the door. Now when he went to inside his house and locked the door, now what do you do? So Abu Bakr now, he takes a turn and comes straight to the masjid, to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi is in the masjid and he sees Abu Bakr approaching and he says to the sahaba sitting there, having taken one look at Abu Bakr and he says to them that inna sahibakum qad ghamara that your companion is coming, he has had some issue with someone. But Abu Bakr comes and he explains the situation. This is what happened. I said something which I shouldn't have said. But then I went to ask for forgiveness, but he closed the door. What do I do now? In other words, I'm still concerned that I should secure his forgiveness. But now in the meantime, Hazrat Umar radiallahu now this is, this is the lesson. This is the lesson that they were insan also. Sometimes they got upset. They were rare occasions. These rare occasions happened for a lesson for us. That these things can happen, but what is after that what? He now had gone inside his house and locked the door. But then now he started reflecting. And this is the point. That when a person truly has the cleanliness of the heart, he has those qualities that should be in a mu'min's heart. Those qualities of tawazu, of humility, of forgiveness, and all the other various noble and virtuous qualities which should be in the heart, if it's there, for that moment something can maybe go out of line, but immediately that what is in the heart will now start stirring and taking a person in the right direction to make amends. So now he reflected that after all he came to ask me for forgiveness and I said nothing. How could I have done this? Whereas our situation is this, that if we said something and we realized afterwards that this was not the right thing to say, but now how do I retract this? I can't retract this because it will mean that now I have to now lower myself. So I said it doesn't matter the wrong thing, but now I must just justify the wrong. I have realized my mistake, I realized what I said was not right, but now it came out from my mouth, so now I must just justify it. Somehow pull something from here and there and make it sound that what was said was right. Because now to retract it, will mean that now I have to now lower myself. That I am not prepared to do. So in any case, Omar now reflected and said, how could I have done this? So he comes out of his house. Comes to the house of Abu Bakr And he asks, where is he? He says, no, he's not here. See, if he's not here, then can only be one place. Can only be by Rasulullah He comes straight to the masjid as well. As he comes to the masjid, the issue here was, that Abu Bakr though on this occasion it was his error, which he himself acknowledged, my mistake. But, after all, he was the senior most of all the Sahaba. And the rank that he enjoyed was way beyond all the Sahaba. All the Sahaba put together couldn't come to the rank that Abu Bakr enjoyed. And Rasulullah had this special space for him. So now he was not treated the way he should have been treated. 
Now this is also something that's a lesson. That sometimes somebody senior too can make a mistake. But he won't be treated as just anybody. He'll be treated according to that rank. And his mistake will also be corrected according to that position. So Nabi Salaam was upset at this. Now as Umar is coming, Nabi Salaam is observing that he's coming. So his face is changing color that why did Hazrat Umar treat Abu Bakr in this manner? Abu Bakr is sitting there and he's watching. Now this is the lesson again. That he had come just now to complain that I went to ask for forgiveness, he closed the door on me, now what do I do? And now he's seeing Nabi Wasallam becoming upset and he is afraid that Hazrat Umar is going to be reprimanded. And in order to save Hazrat Umar from that reprimand, now can we imagine this scene, it's beyond our comprehension that what hearts they had. In order to save Hazrat Umar from that reprimand, he came with a complaint. But now to save Hazrat Umar from the reprimand, and in order to really say this with utmost humility, he stands on his knees, and repeatedly he is saying to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ana kuntu azlam ya Rasulullah. Ana kuntu azlam ya Rasulullah. I was at fault. Oh Nabi of Allah, I was at fault. In other words, don't tell him anything. It was my fault. Nabi Sallallahu kept quiet, and after the Umar came, all he then said is, that when everybody else had rejected me, Abu Bakr accepted me. When everybody else was on a different path, he was already with me. And various other things of that nature, Nabi Islam said, and then he finished off by saying, Hal antum tariku li sahibi, would you leave my companion for me? In other words, don't ever disturb him. And the Sahabi narrates this and says that from that day, nobody ever did anything that was against the status and position and respect of Sayyidina Abu Bakr ta'ala. But the lesson in all this, that they also, there was some disagreement, something happened, one moment, in the spur of the moment sometimes something happened, but the hearts were clean. And that clean heart drove both parties to do that which will mend everything. Now this is a mindset. This is a mindset that the Quran Sharif wants us to create. The mindset that the Quran Sharif wants us to have. فَمَنْ عَفَى وَأَصْلَحَ فَأَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ This is the mindset. That on the one hand, if a person wants to take revenge, meaning somebody did something to him, he is entitled to do the same. فَإِنْ عَاقَبْتُمْ فَآقِبُوا بِمِثْلِ مَا عُقِبْتُمْ بِهِ That in equal amount, without any excess, exactly to that amount or lesser, but not more than that. He is entitled to take that revenge. Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَا إِنْ صَبَرْتُمْ فَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لِلصَّابِرِينَ but if you just be patient, don't take that revenge, that is better. And the other ayat, فَمَنْ عَفَى وَأَصْلَحَ فَأَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ The one who forgives, overlooks, and he mends the relationship. His reward is with Allah Ta'ala. What can dunya give him? What can the whole world give him? His reward is with Allah Ta'ala. Now this is that lesson that has been given to us, that this 
which is so cherished in deen, to maintain this peace. Because this keeps our deen also going well. It keeps our dunya going well also. And when this peace gets disturbed, it can happen. But if the hearts are not made, and that mindset of deen is not there, then the deen will get upturned, Allah forbid, and even the dunya will all get spoiled too. On the one hand, deen has taught us what we should be doing. Each one for himself in terms of what his personal situation and responsibility is. To maintain this peace. What, and this is the lesson that we sometimes forget. We learn that part of deen which pertains to others. The deen that pertains to us, that we forget about. But that part of deen which pertains to others, that we remember. One person came and he asked a favor, or he asked something from some person. So the person who he asked that help from or whatever, he didn't give him anything. So now this person also knew one ayat. So he now quoted that ayat by saying, أَيْنَ الَّذِينَ كَانُوا يُؤْسِرُونَ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ وَلَوْ كَانَ بِهِمْ خَسَاسَ Say, where those, where are those people? Now, because he didn't get anything now. He asked for some help and he got nothing. So now he's saying, where are those people who used to give preference to others over themselves, even if they are themselves starving? Now, the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif. So now he quoted that ayat and he brought that in. That now, I'm asking you for something, you're giving me nothing. I don't know where these people have gone now. That who used to give preference to others over themselves. Even if they are starving themselves, they give whatever little they got to others. In other words, you're turning me empty-handed. So now this was something for the giver to understand. But who's remembering this? The one asking. And the person who was supposed to have given what he remembered, his spontaneous response was, Since they went away with those people, they were gone, they already went away with those people who don't keep persisting and begging. So those people are gone, they went away with these people. So now that person who was not supposed to have persisted, he didn't remember that ayat. He remembered the ayat that pertains to the giver. And the giver remembered the ayat that pertains to the other person. So likewise we remember that part of deen which pertains to others. The husband remembers all the responsibilities of the wife. And what her duties are. What he is supposed to do, he forgets about it. And that is what she will keep reminding him about. But if he remembered what his responsibilities are, what his duties are, what Nabi Sallallahu has advised him, istawsu bin nisai khaira, that look, I am giving you wasiyat, accept my wasiyat. Nabi Sallallahu is saying, accept my wasiyat, that treat your wives kindly. Now can we imagine that wasiyat now, somebody, somebody's father, mother, grandfather, somebody left a wasiyat behind, Nabi Islam is saying, my wasiyat, accept my wasiyat. Istawsu bin nisai khaira. Now the husband forgot about this. That his wife will remind him about. And that what Nabi Islam said, that had, I, had it been permissible for anybody to, to make sajda to anyone besides Allah Ta'ala, had it been permissible, but it's never permissible. But had it been permissible, I would have commanded the wife to make sajda to the husband. That the husband will remember only. 
So that part of deen that pertains to others, that we remember. What pertains to us, we forget. As a result, then there is that everything going haywire. So likewise, here there is something that pertains to us, for ourselves, in terms of our responsibility. And that is, what Nabi Islam has in one hadith sharif, given the sum of this whole thing. Al-Muslimu man salim al-Muslimun min lisanihi wa yadi. That a Muslim is that person who everybody else, all others are safe from any harm of his tongue or hand, meaning any word or deed. He doesn't cause harm to anybody. Now this is the thing for us to reflect on, for me to reflect on, for each one of us to reflect. Am I fulfilling this part of my responsibility? Am I hurting people with my tongue all the time? How am I living at home? What is my manner? Something just goes against my liking. How do I respond? What are my reactions? And what do I do? And how do I keep myself occupied in other futile things? I got no time for others. The whole time is gone in some phone and playing games on the phone and what not. And Allah forbid worse than that. Sitting and watching all kind of filth on the phone. But there's no time for the family members, there's no time for talim, there's no time for just sitting and sharing some light-heartedness, which is also their right. There's no time for anybody. But all the time is for the futility. So what am I doing? How am I hurting everybody in this manner? With these actions of mine? With these words of mine? That we become oblivious to. But what somebody else is not fulfilling, that we will be noticing all the time. But how we conducting ourselves, we don't reflect. Now this is what we are supposed to be doing. Al-Muslimu man salim al-Muslimun min lisanihi wa yadi. So all the time to keep checking, to keep reflecting. Few nights ago we spoke about this various things to do. First thing in the morning, this is as a revision. Inshallah we are already practicing on this. If not, we should still, we got some time to start practicing right here. First thing in the morning to make that pact with ourselves. I'm going to spend this entire day in the way Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. And then throughout the day to keep guarding ourselves and checking. And then whenever we are tested, whenever tempted, whenever the desire comes in a wrong direction, to make that necessary mujahada. And to make the mujahada whenever we are being distracted from doing what we're supposed to do. The time of salah has come and now something else is in the way. We make the mujahada and leave everything else aside and make sure we proceed for salah and similarly all the other issues and then at the end of the day that muhasaba that taking stock of ourselves what did we do for today now this is something this is a microscope that we got to look into al muslimu man salim al muslimun min lisanihi wa yadi look at ourselves in this microscope how did i spend my day today in the light of this hadith sharif have i spent my day in this way that I haven't hurt any Muslim, anybody, with my tongue or my hand, meaning any word or any deed. Look at ourselves under the spotlight. And make that muhasaba. Take an account of ourselves. So on the one side, this is our responsibility. As an individual, that we act on this guidance of Rasulullah and this teaching of deen. Al-Muslimu man salim al-Muslimun min lisanihi wa yadi. Then as far as others are concerned, 
You got to live with people. And everybody's temperament is not the same. Somebody has one kind of temperament, somebody something else. Somebody is very fast at doing things, somebody is slow. Somebody is very, very sharp at understanding things, somebody will take a while. Allah has created all the five fingers differently. All the five fingers, no two fingers are the same. Somebody would be very, very strong emotionally, somebody would be weak emotionally. All these differences are there in insan. And Nabi Islam taught us that we should be taking care of these differences and trying to accommodate people according to their temperaments, to the best of our ability. In one hadith sharif it is mentioned that once Nabi Islam had distributed some things, some uh, jubbas had come as part of booty and he had distributed it. One person wasn't present. So he got to know about it later. Now he was an elderly person, an elderly person sometimes, now he's grown up in a certain mode of life, in a certain way, especially those who were far away from where the centers were, so they didn't even have much of a, an opportunity to learn etiquette, etc. Some of them grew up in a manner that they became very hard, now, many of them now accepted Islam at this late age. So now it was a process. As all these situations got tended to, these issues within got uh, rectified. So now in any case, this person was absent. But now the lesson in this is, Nabi Islam knew he is not there, number one. Number two, he was aware of this person's temperament. That he is a little bit has a little bit of a hard nature. So in any case, he said to his son, Miswar bin Bakhrama radiallahu ta'ala'an, that take me along, I want to go to Nabi Wasallam, that that's what he distributed to others, I didn't get my share. So in any case, the son brought him and came, now the father's instruction, so he brought him and came. Now from inside the house, Nabi Wasallam heard his voice. So that one particular garment, Nabi Islam had already kept aside. And when he heard him coming, Nabi Islam took that garment and came rushing to the door. That particular one had some kind of gold button. He put that gold button in front. He's holding the garment in such a way that that gold button is right in front, so you can see it first. And he's saying to him, Makhrama radiallahu hadha. I kept this aside for you. I kept this aside for you. Of the Sahabi who is narrating this Hadith Sharif, he then comments on this, that in this manner Nabi Islam was softening him. But now this is a lesson, this is a lesson in life. That Nabi Islam is accommodating him, that this person has this temperament, now he needs to be brought along, it won't happen at the press of a button. He's lived his life in a certain mode, now he's coming to Islam, it won't happen overnight. But he has space for all of them. And he had a way of dealing with them. And he had a way of softening them. So now for ourselves, Al-Muslimu man salim al-Muslimoon min lisanihi wa yadi. And for others, number one, to recognize that everybody is not the same. So if we have certain abilities, doesn't mean everybody has it. 
If I can do something at a certain speed, doesn't mean everybody can do it. So now we demand everybody must do it at the same speed. But then the other things others can do well, we can't do it so well. So we need to accommodate one another. We need to live in a way that we accommodate one another. That is what maintains that peace. And this peace is so greatly cherished. It is so greatly cherished. And this is understood from that one hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa That where Nabi sallallahu says, that should I tell you what is greater? What is greater than all the nafil salah that somebody can perform? Whole night of tahajjud, ishraq, chash, awabin, every nafil he's performing and he's performing lengthy rakats and all the fast every day of the year besides what is haram to fast, he's fasting and he's giving thousands, millions in sadaqah also. Nabi Islam says, can I tell you something better than that? Greater in rank. This is all very great. This is not something small, it's very, very great. But something even greater than that? The Sahaba were all eager to know what can be greater than this. Nabi Islam says, Islahu Zatil Bain. Making peace between two people is greater than all this. That effort somebody took, that time he spent, that dua he made, whatever he tried, in order to make peace between two people, that earns a reward greater than all of this. Now that highlights how much this peace is cherished. That Allah Ta'ala is giving such a great reward to the person who is making that effort to keep the peace. Now this is another very big lesson for us, that this keeping the peace starts off with us, in issues that pertain to us. Sometimes something happened, am I ready to keep the peace and earn this reward? If somebody else will get that reward for creating peace, if I myself keep the peace, inshallah I'll get the reward too. So in any case, this is one part of it. The one part of it is what we have to do. Al-Muslimu man salim al-Muslimun min lisanihi wa yadi. We don't give anybody any taklif. And if perchance we slipped up, we also insan, we can err, uh, then we don't try to justify the wrong in some way. We acknowledge our error, our mistake, we seek forgiveness, we apologize, and we settle the matter. We are insan, we can slip up too, and we do slip up. But that is a strong person. A strong person is somebody who can acknowledge his mistake. A strong person is somebody who can ask for forgiveness. That is strength. A person who can apologize. That is true strength. That is inner strength. That is the strength that comes deep down from inside. The external strength is something else. That external strength that anybody can acquire it. The real thing to acquire is the inner strength. So, this is the one aspect. Then as far as others are concerned, one is learning to accommodate. But then, we are insan, others are insan also. This is where the very, very great lesson that the Qur'an Sharif has given, and which Nabi Islam has given, and which Nabi Islam lived by. That others too will make mistakes, he lived by the lesson of forgiveness. The Qur'an Sharif has repeatedly emphasized that lesson, فَمَنْ عَطَى وَأَصْلَحَ فَأَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ 
the one who forgives, who overlooks, and he mends the relationships, his reward is with Allah Ta'ala. And so many other ayat that is mentioned. And the ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited at the beginning, Allah Ta'ala says that hasten towards the maghfirat of your Rabb. Sari'u ila maghfiratim min Rabbikum. And hasten towards the Jannat, the breadth of which is Arduhat Samawatu wal Ard, the distance between the heavens and the earth, that's the breadth, the length we can't imagine. And for who is this? For the Muttaqeen. This month of Ramadan, for Taqwa. Allah Ta'ala says, then listen, what are the qualities of the Muttaqeen? Who are the Muttaqeen? What do they possess in themselves? Among other things, Allah Ta'ala is highlighting. What are the qualities of the Muttaqeen? The Muttaqeen is الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّى وَالضَّرَّى Those who spend in ease and in adversity. And then, وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْزِ Is Muttaqeen? Taqwa is not only in the Masjid. Taqwa is not only that a person is performing his salah, that is also definitely part of taqwa. Taqwa is not only that a person is giving his zakat. Taqwa is not only that a person has made umrah upon umrah and made many hajj. Taqwa is this also. Allah Ta'ala is saying, وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْزِ Highlighting that the muttaqeen, what is their quality? They are those who restrain anger. They restrain their anger. But if somebody else did something, they restrained the anger, they didn't stop at that. The person who provoked the anger, they even forgave him. They didn't stop at that also. On top of that, they make ihsan on the person too. They return somebody is bad with good. Now this is that heart that deen is teaching us to create. And if you look in the life of Rasulullah this is what he lived by. When Makkah Mukarramah was conquered, those people who had been at the forefront of persecuting Rasulullah and what kind of persecution? Persecuting him and the Sahaba to the point that Nabi Islam had to leave his birthplace. And Nabi Islam left Makkah Mukarramah and as he went out, when he was making hijrat and leaving for Madinah Munawwara, he came out and then he turned towards Makkah Mukarramah. And then he looked towards the Kaaba Sharif. And he said, if my people had not taken me out from here, I would have never left. This was that attachment, the Kaaba Sharif was there. But this persecution came to such a point that Nabi Sallallahu had to leave the Kaaba Sharif, leave Makkah Mukarramah. He had to see his Sahaba, how they were being persecuted, being made to lie on the burning sands without their back, lying on the burning sands and a boulder face on their, shoulder, on their chest. And the kind of atrocities that was committed against the Sahaba Ikram and the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi what kind of difficulties and hardship? His daughter Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha, she is making hijrat and it's a lengthy incident in that she's attacked and she falls, she miscarries and later on passes away as a result of that injury that happened at that time. All this was meted out against Nabi sallallahu alaihi by the Quraysh. And now in the time of the conquest of Makkah came, and all these people were at the mercy of Nabi Islam. One indication, just one indication, one ishara, just one indication, and all of them would have been beheaded. One indication. One sign. He should have just given one sign because they were totally now overcome. They had no chance of doing anything. 
And they were now like slaves in his hands. One sign. These are the people who murdered his sahaba. These are the people who caused his blood to flow on Ahad. These are the people who made his teeth, Mubarak teeth, shaheed. These are the people who caused so much of harm to his family. When Rasulullah proclaimed the Dawat of Islam, both of his daughters were given talaq simultaneously. Purely on this basis, that now we must disassociate ourselves. For three years, Nabi Islam and his family are ostracized and boycotted in Sha'ib Abi Talib to the point that there was not even any food for anybody to eat. They were surviving on chewing leaves. All these things are in front. What, what happened? And now the time has come that all these people at his mercy. Nabi Islam asked them, do you know what I'm going to do with you? What do you think I'm going to do with you? So now they had, they knew that they are totally at his mercy. So what do they say? Akhun Kareem, Wabnu Akhin Kareem, you are a noble brother, you are the son of a noble brother, now they are pleading for mercy in some way. And Nabi Islam's response, La aqulu lakum illa kama qala Yusuf li akhi. لا تفريب عليكم اليوم يغفر الله لكم I will only say to you that which Yusuf said to his brothers after all what they did they first planned to murder him then they threw him into the well but then Allah protected him and then he was taken out by the caravan and brought and sold as a slave and then falsely accused and then thrown into prison for such a long time all these difficulties and being separated from his father for such a lengthy period, all these difficulties came as a result of these brothers. And finally when the time came when the tables changed, when he was in the situation of authority and power, and one word could have had them all executed. But what did he say to them? لا تفريب عليكم اليوم يغفر الله لكم Nabi Islam says, I'll only say the same words. لا تفريب عليكم no revenge against you today. May Allah forgive you. No revenge against you today. May Allah forgive you. Now, this is what Nabi Islam loved. This is the example he showed. And this is the Sahaba also took the same example. They also lived the same pattern. And no matter what transpired in the past, but they had that heart to now move on. Hazrat Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala anha, one very very difficult incident happened which put her through immense difficulty. Where the munafiqeen, it's a lengthy incident, but the munafiqeen had slandered her. But initially the reality was now not known, there was no wahi that had come in this regard. So Nabi Islam was also very concerned, he had full confidence, but now this Rumor has spread, Nauzubillah. The Munafiqeen had now spread this false news. So Nabi Islam now is also very concerned. Time is passing, days are going, weeks have gone. And then finally as Aisha comes to know about it, that this is what is being discussed about her. She becomes so sick, she can't eat, she can't sleep. And finally the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif are revealed. It's a lengthy incident, we're just getting to the tux of it, time is already running out. Ayat of the Qur'an Sharif are revealed 
to highlight the purity and the chastity of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. And that all this was purely mischief making of the munafiqeen. Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala he is the father. He is seeing his daughter go through this turmoil, this trauma, and this severe pain. What pain must have gone through him as a father? So in any case now when these ayat of the Quran Sharif were revealed and this whole issue was now opened out that this was all just the mischief making of the munafiqeen. Now one of the people that had got entangled in this rumor, passing on this rumor was the cousin of Abu Bakr He was a sincere Muslim but unfortunately he got caught up, somebody said something to him like it happens nowadays, we just get anything coming and then at the press of the button we send to 100 people but there is no verification for it. We just keep passing it on to others. At the press of that one button, sometimes we made hundred ghibat and sometimes hundred bohtan and slander. One press of one button. So, in any case, he had also somehow got mixed up in this. Abu Bakr now, when this whole thing got cleared, he was very hurt. This is my cousin. He's a very poor person who I am helping. He was financially assisting him all the time. And now this is what he does now. He causes this pain to my daughter. He took a qasam. He took a qasam. I will never give Mista a thing again. But after all, he was Siddiq Akbar. He was the personality whose tarbiyat got made from the heavens. Allah Ta'ala revealed the ayat of the Quran Sharif. وَلَا يَأْتَ لِأُولُ الْفَضْلِ مِنْكُمْ وَالسَّعَةِ أَنْ يُؤْتُوا أُولِ الْقُرُبَى وَالْمَسَاكِينَ وَالْمُهَاجِرِينَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَالْيَعْفُ وَالْيَسْفَحُ that you shouldn't take such an oath. You are a person of great virtue. People of virtue don't take these kind of oaths. That they will never do a good. This is a good you are doing, continue with it. Forgive and overlook. Do you not love that Allah Ta'ala should forgive you? Abu Bakr was not somebody like us. The moment that this message, this came to him that this is the ayat that has been revealed. He immediately responds, أنا أحب أن يغفر الله لي فأنا أغفر لي مستح. I want Allah Ta'ala to forgive me. I have forgiven Mistah. It's over, done. And then he continues with whatever he was giving him, in fact more than that. This is a lesson. And in among the people who also got caught up somehow, was Hassan bin Sabit radiallahu ta'ala he to somehow pass that rumor to somebody. Now it was a mistake. It shouldn't have been done. They were thereafter taken to task for it also. But then that was passed now. Much later once, many sahaba would come from behind the parda. They would inquire from Mazda Aisha Siddiqah many masail of deen, many ahadith. Because she had that tremendous knowledge and she was the one who had received so much of it directly from Rasulullah Many of the things which others didn't receive because she was in the house. So they would come and inquire about these things. So once Hazrat Hassan had also come. He was among the people who got caught up in passing this rumor. So obviously he was involved in causing her this tremendous pain. So in any case when Aisha was informed Hazrat Hassan had come, so she even gave the instruction that he should be welcomed, whoever had been responsible for taking care of this, and he should be seated properly, etc., so somebody else came in, they see this person is here, Hassan is here, and he is the person who was also part of that incident at that time. So he asked Hazrat Aisha, family person of Hazrat Aisha, that 
You're treating him like this? You're giving him all this honor and welcome? Now she was the person who was hurt. She was the person who was harmed. And she went through that tremendous difficulty. But what is her response? Her response is, إِنَّهُ كَانَ يُنَافِحُ عَنْ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ Hassan used to defend Nabi Sallallahu with his poetry. When the Mushrikeen used to compose all insulting poetry against Nabi Sallallahu he used to reply to that in poetic form and so to say give an answer to all their false stories. So in other words, forget what he did, remember the good he did. Forget that that incident is over now. Remember the good he did and treat him well for the good he did. Can we imagine the heart? That she was the one that was hurt and not any small hurt worse than what we can imagine. But yet her heart is, forget about that now. That is over, he's done with. Now focus on only the good he's done. And the good he's done, now he deserves that he be treated well. And like this, there are so many lessons. This was the Sahaba. In one moment, there was one Sahabi, Hazrat Kaab bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala, he was being owed by some money by another Sahabi, Ibn Abi Hadrad radiallahu anhu. Now, the time was due, so he came to ask him. Came to ask him, please, I need my money. So now they met just in the masjid, and Nabi Sallallahu room is attached to the masjid. So now this person started saying that, look, I don't have anything right now, maybe just give me a little bit more respite or whatever. So now he started presenting some situation of his, but for some reason, Kaab bin Malik at that moment, he said, look, I need it now. So now, it's his right, he can ask for his right. And this person is saying, look, whatever it is, in that some voices got raised. Nabi Islam overheard this. So he moved the curtain and he looked out. Now he's inside, they are outside, and they already overheard what's going on. So he looked at Azad Kaab and all he did was he indicated by an indication, make it half. Instantly he said, I've made it half. This person said, okay, I'm ready to pay you that half, inshallah, I'll sort it out. At one indication, fine, let us compromise and carry on. One indication. One woman came to Nabi Wasallam that I had bought some dates, and that was their staple diet, there was nothing to eat, so she bought some dates from somebody, that was the food. I bought dates on credit. But now the due date has come, and I've got nothing much to pay, I can't fulfill the whole amount. I got nothing, I don't have that amount. So I went to the person, and I told him, please now, discount it a little. Just So he refused to discount it. So I told him, please, discount it. He refused to discount it. Finally, when I asked him again, he took a qasam. He said he will never make one, like we will say, one cent less. So now she came and related to, to Rasulullah Wasallam. On the one hand, if you look at this, that person was totally entitled to his right to ask for that full amount. This was a transaction which was mutually agreed on. So he is fully entitled. But this didn't come to Nabi Wasallam on the note of Qaza. That now he is required to pass a judgment here. That is he entitled to his right or not. This was on the note of that now I am in a need. I need some help. And Nabi Wasallam would make the tarbiyat of the Sahaba. So when he heard this, this person took this qasam. He said immediately, Allah, Allah is ala khaira. 
The Allah, Allah of Al-Akhira, three times Nabi Islam repeated, he took a qasam, he's not going to do a good deed. He took a qasam, he's not going to do a good deed. So, three times Nabi Islam repeated, whereas the person was entitled to his right, that right is in his place. But this is a lesson that is being given, that when somebody is in a situation, then come to some compromise. But the broad lesson is accommodating one another. That compromise. This person then got heard about this. That this is what Nabi Sallallahu response was when he heard about what I did. He said, I broke my patham, I'm discounting the whole thing. Amen. This was the Sahaba. This was how they responded. This was the tarbiyah. They accepted it on the spot. In one moment, this became their, that they accepted it and did it. Now this is that, how this peace is maintained. This heart of forgiveness. And in this Mubarak month of Ramadan, while mashallah we excel or try to excel, we ex- exert ourselves in various forms of ibadat which we should do as much as we can, at the same time these are the things we need to inculcate. These are the things we need to reflect on. These are the things, this is that akhlaq. This is that akhlaq which Nabi Islam taught, which he lived by. And which he gave the virtue of that a person cannot reach, that a person with his good akhlaq will reach the rank of that person who is Qaimul Layl and Sa'imul Dahar. Qaimul Layl, every night he stands up in ibadat the whole night. And Sa'imul Dahar, every day of the year he is fasting. Obviously, besides the days is not permissible. Now, what a tremendous ibadat. Now, how many people can do this? The Beast Asim says, another person with his good akhlaq will reach this rank. That good akhlaq will take him to this point. That is that unfortunately what we often don't give a second thought to, that this too is part of deen and a very, very, very great part of deen. So this is something to reflect upon, to learn this akhlaq of Rasulullah and to inculcate all these qualities in our life. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala Give us a topic that we bring all these great virtues and qualities in our lives. We live by these great qualities. Allah make us among those who adopt the beautiful akhlaq of Rasulullah and make us among those who create the peace, not those who disturb the peace. It's reported in the Hadith Sharif, the person who recites La ilaha illallah hundred times daily, Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah, which is a very great honor. What this means is that inshallah with the tawfiq of this daily recitation, Allah Ta'ala will give him the tawfiq of righteous amal and save him from sins. This will become the means of this very great honor on the day of Qiyamah. We therefore should try to do this daily, that we recite this La ilaha illallah hundred times daily. When saying La ilaha, to bring to mind at that time that all the ghayrullah, all the things that are a distraction from Allah Ta'ala, all the sins, all the illicit things, everything we've taken and thrown out of our hearts, all this filth has been taken out, 
and illallah, there is this noor that is settling in the heart which is the love of Allah Ta'ala. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama Tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada Ala habibika khayrid khalqi kullihimi Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Bima huwa ahlu لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم دل میرا ہو جا ایک میدان ہوں تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آبوں گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیطان دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ 
اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناماسیاں تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بستا دم آخر ورد زبائیں میرے انہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 اللہ
موسیقی ومل الارض ومل اما بينهما ومل اما شئت من شيء بعد سبحان الله وبحمده عدد خلقه ورضا نفسه وزنه عرشه ومداد كلماته اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله يا رب صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكره الذاكرون وصل على سيدنا محمد كلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون ربنا ولمنا انفسنا ولمنا انفسنا ولمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا اله الا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسالك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمه من كل بر والسلامه من كل اسم والغنيمه من كل بر والسلامه من كل اسم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا الا غفرته ولا هما الا فرجته ولا دينا الا قضيته ولا مريضا الا شفيته ولا حاجه هي لك رضا الا قضيتها ويسرتها يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا اكرم الاكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا ارحم الراحمين يا ذا الجلال والاكرام يا ذا الجلال والاكرام يا ذا الجلال والاكرام يا حنان يا منان يا ديان يا ارحم الراحمين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا ان نسينا او اخطانا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا اسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقه لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا انت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وابتنا على الايمان 
واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا إنك جامع الناس اليوم لا ريب فيه إن الله لا يخلف الميعاد اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لأحسن الأخلاق اللهم اهدنا لأحسن الأخلاق اللهم اهدنا لأحسن الأخلاق لا يهدي لأحسنها إلا أنت واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها إلا أنت اللهم اهدنا واهد بنا وجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اجعلنا هداة مهتدين غير ضالين ولا مضلين اللهم ألف بين قلوبنا اللهم ألف بين قلوبنا وأصلح ذات بيننا واهدنا سبل السلام ونجنا من الظلمات إلى النور وجنبنا الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن وجنبنا الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن وبارك لنا في أسماعنا وأبصارنا وقلوبنا وأزواجنا وذرياتنا وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وجعلنا شاكرين لدعمتك وجعلنا شاكرين لنعمتك مثنين بها قابليها وأتمها علينا إله العالمين يا الله أمس بسفل بس gracious بس kind بس لذيذ الله إله العالمين يا الله it is only your grace يا الله it is only your mercy يا الله يا الله it is only your grace and mercy that undeserving people like us يا الله filthy dirty people like us يا الله our hearts filled with every filth يا الله you allow us to come in your home يا الله we see a dirty person walking outside we'll never allow him in our houses يا الله but you allow us to come in your house يا الله You invited us inside, Ya Allah. You allowed us to live, stay in your house, Ya Allah. You allowed us, Ya Allah, to raise our heads to you today, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, whatever we are, we are your servants, Ya Allah. Whatever we are, we are your slaves, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, with your tawfiq, we haven't bowed in front of any cow, Ya Allah. With your tawfiq, we haven't bowed to any tree, Ya Allah. Allah, you've been sitting there to you alone, Ya Allah. It's such a weak sentence, Ya Allah. But we put our heads down in front of you alone, Ya Allah. Allah, we've raised our hands, we've raised it to you alone, Ya Allah. And you are Arhamul Rahibir, Ya Allah. You are Arhamul Rahibir, Ya Allah. You are Rahimul Masakir, Ya Allah. You are the Jalali and Ikram, Ya Allah. Allahul Alameen, begging you for forgiveness, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive us all our sins, Ya Allah. Forgive our major services, Ya Allah. Forgive what we did in the darkness of the night and the light of the day, Ya Allah. Forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our relatives and friends, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire Ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, show your mahfirat of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Show your mahfirat of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Allahul Alameen, Ya Allah, listen to the cry of the Ummah, Ya Allah. 
if somebody shows the least disloyalty to us, we cannot tolerate the person, Ya Allah. We have been so disloyal for so long, Ya Allah. Yet you gave us food to eat, Ya Allah. Yet you gave us water to drink, Ya Allah. You did not stop us from breathing your free air, Ya Allah. You did not stop us from so many of your countless ni'mat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, how merciful you are, Ya Allah. How gracious you are, Ya Allah. How tolerant you are, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we begging you to make us your loyal servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, bless us with the topic of all the good amal, Ya Allah. Save us from all the sins and vices, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, making sincere toba tonight, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever we've done, we regret it, Ya Allah. We are deeply remorseful, Ya Allah. For the shameless manner in which we blatantly sinned, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we forgot you watching, Ya Allah. We thought everybody else was not there, you, Ya Allah. Nobody is watching. Ya Allah, we forgot you away, Ya Allah. We forgot you, Ya Allah, you know the deception of the eye and all the hearts conceal, Ya Allah. But tonight we are making sincere toba, Ya Allah. Forgive all our sins, Ya Allah. We are making a firm pledge not to go back to these sins, Ya Allah. And you keep a steadfast on the toba, Ya Allah. You keep a steadfast on the stove by Allah. Allah accept the stove by Allah. And keep a steadfast on the stove by Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Allah. Allah, we are seeking forgiveness on behalf of the entire Ummah, Ya Allah. We are making Toba on behalf of the entire Ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, accept the stove by Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Allah. Bring the entire Ummah unto Hidayat, Ya Allah. Blow the winds of Hidayat, Ya Allah. Bring the entire Ummah unto Salah, Ya Allah. Bring the entire Ummah unto Zakat, Ya Allah. Bring the entire Ummah unto Akhlaq, Ya Allah. Bring the entire Ummah to the righteous Amal, Ya Allah. Save the entire Ummah from every sin and vice, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, remove the gambling from the Ummah, Ya Allah. Remove the intoxicants from the Ummah, Ya Allah. Remove the zina from the Ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, remove all the bad akhlaq from the Ummah, Ya Allah. Remove the vulgarity from the Ummah, Ya Allah. Remove the uncontrolled anger from the Ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, remove the revenge from the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fill our hearts and the hearts of the entire Ummah with all the beautiful qualities of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, fill our hearts with this noble akhlaq, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the compassion he taught, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with kindness, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with forgiveness, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with humility, Ya Allah. Remove the pride and arrogance from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the malice and jealousy from our hearts, Ya Allah. Allahul Alameen, make us a true and obedient servant, Ya Allah. Allahul Alameen, as we are concerned to keep everything around us clean, Ya Allah. Give us the concern of keeping our hearts clean, Ya Allah. Give us the concern of cleaning our hearts out of all the filth, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Keep us safe from all the evils, Ya Allah. Keep our eyes pure, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from the sins of the eyes, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the ears and tongue, Ya Allah. Save us from ghibat, Ya Allah. Save us from lying, Ya Allah. Save us from vulgar talk, Ya Allah. Save us from obscene speech, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from listening to music, Ya Allah. Save us from listening to ghibat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Save us from looking at haram, Ya Allah, on our phones, Ya Allah, on the internet and where not, Ya Allah. 
اللہ العالمین یا اللہ گرانڈس استقامت الدین یا اللہ گرانڈس استقامت الدین یا اللہ گرانڈس استقامت الامال یا اللہ یا اللہ سیو سمد یا اللہ لیزینس در اوو کمزس یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ keep us steadfast on our salah ya allah keep us steadfast on our tilawat ya allah keep us steadfast on our zikr and tasbihat ya allah keep us steadfast on all our ma'mulat ya allah ilahu alamin save us from going into neglect ya allah save us from ghaflat ya allah keep us in a state of zikr ya allah keep us in a state that we are forever conscious of you ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah all those who ask us to make dua for them ya allah all those who raise their hands to this dua ya allah fulfill each one's needs from the way ya allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations ya allah Remove each one of the Allah hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alamin, all the effort of deen that is taking place, accept it, Ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Accept the efforts of the madaris and makati, Ya Allah. Accept the efforts of the masadid, Ya Allah. Accept the efforts of the organizations of deen, Ya Allah. Accept the efforts of the ulama-i-kiram, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alamin, Ya Allah. Accept all the efforts of deen that are taking place, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alamin, accept the work of da'wat and tabliz, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alamin, protect all the works of deen, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you guide us to that which pleases you, Ya Allah. You guide us to that which pleases you, Ya Allah. Guide us to that which pleases you, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alamin, Ya Allah. All the good that Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, begged for. Ya Allah, we also begging for all the good, Ya Allah. Whatever Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sought refuge from, Ya Allah, you grant us refuge as well, Ya Allah. اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا تقبل منا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله